Okay, so to sort of sum up, practicing mindfulness is good for the mind in terms of stress, concentration, and objectivity, and for the body in terms of blood pressure, chronic pain, and sleep. So that's great, but why does this matter to business leadership? (laughs) Okay, that's a good point. You know, that's what the podcast is about. Um, Well, mindfulness involves experiential processing or attention to something and observing the facts without immediately judging it or attempting to fix it. Uh, One example that I read about talked about observing rather than reacting. Uh, okay, so when experiencing, I guess, what psychologists would call a threatening stimulus, like an angry boss or a difficult colleague, mm-hmm. one would then observe her, the other person's experience of fear, anger, other reactions. And the observation of these reactions gives the individual experiencing them a degree of mental distance or engagement. Or even understanding or, or paying attention to your own fear and anger or your own reaction to that angry or difficult colleague. And here's an even cooler thing. By practicing mindfulness, you're able to give more focused attention to the present moment and act deliberately, which allows you to be more aware of your emotions. And then you're able to detach yourself emotionally from the situation, looking at it objectively. And this in and of itself helps you, you know, change and think about reacting or not reacting, being more objective, less prone to impulsivity and less prone to prejudice. Okay. Okay. So now that makes sense. So leaders face challenging situations all the time. And being that mindfulness is about being non-reactive, it then can help leaders as they observe and evaluate a situation without prematurely attempting to fix or change that situation. Yeah. So when we as business leaders do that, we're able to respond more skillfully with more understanding and maybe even more empathy. Right. So the biggest benefits seem to be the lowering work-related stress and improving performance. Um, As mentioned earlier, taking part in short mindfulness practices um, has been found to decrease stress, fatigue, depression, and anxiety. Uh, Other studies have found that mindfulness led to an increase in resiliency, which I think is really interesting, uh, creativity, productivity, social functioning, and quality of life. Um, Of course, this directly leads to greater satisfaction at work. So together, and this is kind of the big kicker, this can lead to lower burnout and turnover, especially in unsupportive or challenging work environments. Wait, that always really stops me in my tracks because I think of mindfulness as an individual phenomenon, right? Something that somebody does on their own, but you've taken it a step further, or maybe it's not you. The research has taken it a step further. You're saying in addition to improving decision-making in businesses, mindfulness can also improve workplace climate and strategic management. Yeah. So in terms of work, mindfulness can be an incredibly effective tool. Even NYU, uh, New York University, has Mindfulness in Business Initiative. I I did hear about that. I I guess that they're helping MBA students balance their desire for success with leading saner, more sustainable, and ethical workplaces. Mm -hmm. They emphasize the importance of developing their emotional muscle in addition to their analytical training. That all sounds great and something that many of us would sign up for, but, but how do you get started? I mean, how do you determine what to do or, or how you do it? Well, 
I think that determining which perspective to take is not a matter of your belief in Eastern versus Western ways of thinking, but really finding what works for you in this particular moment. Oh, I see what you mean. So there may be times when a, a, a deeply introspective practice is needed, while in other times you may need to pay more attention to external factors and your reaction to those factors, those stimuli. Right. And to be clear, mindfulness is not just about getting comfy and listening to the birds sing. Other, um, you know, although I do think that this is a nice mindfulness technique. I, I do love listening to the birdies. Me too. You know, little little hummers, morning doves, robins, but not the mockingbirds. They're very troublesome, those mockingbirds. It's really noisy. Or those crows. Crows too. Or the jays, the blue jays. Oh, yeah. They're mean. Squawk, yeah. Anyway, Um, I think we may have spent a little bit too much time listening to the birdies. So, okay. So speaking of paying attention, um, why don't I turn our attention back to mindfulness with a specific example? Yeah. Um, So let's say we're having a meeting at work. A meeting, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like you didn't have four of those already. Okay. Five. It was five today already. Oh, ouch. Nydia wins. Okay. So let's say we're having another meeting at work. Um, This meeting is the uh, stimulus, right? And before the meeting, we can pay attention to our emotions, be it peace or anger, and acknowledge whatever is happening inside of us instead of judging your thoughts or emotions, just let them proceed. So as I was telling you, I had a particular meeting and I was getting a tension headache and I let, okay, let's get this straight. I did take some leave, but I did acknowledge how I was feeling about that meeting. So instead of thinking, I don't want to go to this meeting and nothing ever gets done. Or why do I bother? That person always have control of the conversation. You just (laughs) observe. Did that hit a little too close to home? (laughs) Just a little. Did you just, you just observed how you were feeling about the meeting. Yeah. And if you consider if those are in this situation, that's hypothetical situation. Um, You can observe if those emotions are taking away from your clarity as a leader before a meeting or uh, as a participant in the meeting and think about how they might get in the way. And this can help you practice mindful speech so your words will not take away from the goal of the meeting. Okay. So another way to be more mindful at work is to observe your triggers. You know, the things things that set you off. Yeah. In other words, if you're more self-aware, you're more able to regulate your own emotions and then less likely to have knee-jerk reactions. Yeah. And there's a great article in Harvard Business Review from 2015 entitled, If Mindfulness Makes You Uncomfortable, It's Working. Uh, the author, Amy Sue, says that while mindfulness can lead us to experience the good things in life more fully, we are also able to see, name, and more fully experience negative emotions. So in other words, mindfulness helps us be more human. And notice the humanity in others. And I guess in doing so, we're improving our own health, our creativity, flexibility, and overall cognitive performance. Yeah. So mindfulness is a skill that can be improved and enhanced, but only if you practice. Ah, back to that practice. But I guess it's probably important then, as we're talking about practice, that to say that this isn't just about meditation. These are mindfulness practices are sets of things, small things even that you can do to improve your focus on the present moment. Right. 
And there is mindfulness meditation, but there are other practices, other things that we're going to discuss that can help you focus on the mindfulness in the here and now. So here are a few ways to practice mindfulness at work. So number one, be consciously present. In a world where we're running in 20 directions at once, this can be challenging. Try starting the day with a commitment to being as present as possible. There are times where you will forget and you'll be less than present, but that's okay. Just come back and reaffirm your intention. The second suggestion, and similarly, is you can try just single tasking, not multitasking. And I know that's contrary to what we've been taught to do, but single tasking, tasking or doing one thing at a time is actually more productive than multitasking, which uh, entails you switching back and forth from things. And each time we switch, we, we lose data, we lose focus, and we lose momentum. And the research bears this out. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah. Number three, you can use, uh, I, well, I like using reminders. So like putting a post-it on your desk that says, slow down. I have these rocks all over the place that say BALM, as in B-A-L-M. And these remind me that when something is really bad or something happens, I should B, breathe, A, acknowledge, L, laugh, and M, move on. Other people use phone alarms or reminders or calendar reminders, but I take a breath, acknowledge, laugh about the situation, and move on. I love that one. It's, it's, it's just great because it's balm, right? Mm. It's just soothing. All right. Fourth up, try a body scan. Now, this only takes a few minutes, but it can really help. Sitting at your desk, place your hands in your lap, palms facing up. Focus your attention slowly and deliberately on each part of your body in order from toe to head or head to toe. And just be aware of any sensations, emotions, or thoughts associated with each part of your body. And take the time to do it, and you're done. Nice. Okay, related to that, when you realize that your stomach is growling and hunger pains have set in, take lunch. Now, this is number five. Take lunch and actually eat it, preferably not at your desk. Try actually tasting the food. Now, warning, you might realize that you don't actually like it like I did. It's a risk. When this happens, I just focus on a good piece of chocolate. Works every time. We have great meditation to help you with this. Number six is breathe. It's simple, but sometimes so difficult to do. Yeah. So seriously, just stop and breathe. Uh, this comes up for me all the time when I'm working on Excel spreadsheets. For some reason, as I'm focused so much on whatever the details are of the formula in each cell, I literally hold my breath. Yeah. So chances are that you might not be taking full breaths uh, or only taking shallow breaths, but if it helps, Set a reminder, like when the phone rings, take a deep breath, or when you move on to a new column, take a deep breath, or um, Jennifer mentioned just alarm reminders, an email notification, just take a breath. Or that interesting colleague walks by your cube, take a breath. Okay, not that, not that that has happened. All right, number seven, take a gratitude moment. Humans are built to concentrate and remember the negative. It's true. So take a second 
and think about one good thing in your life. And if you're having trouble with this one or it makes you emotional, we understand. Take a mental step back. You live in a world where you can listen to podcasts. Ta-da! You're grateful. That's a great one. Thank you. All right. The next one is actually really similar. Appreciate something beautiful. Now, this doesn't have to be a work of art. Have a plant on your desk. Uh, Take a moment to check out the leaves. Look at what color they are. Feel their texture. Appreciate how it provides you oxygen. Uh, When you step outside to go grab that lunch we talked about, look at the sky. Uh, Look at something on a building that's interesting, a little piece of architecture. Whatever it is, just appreciate something beautiful. Thank you all for listening. We hope to see you in the next episode of The Mac Mac and Willie Show.